Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. Uh, for me, there's only one place to start regarding match week 22 and that is Liverpool versus Brighton. Uh, well, I have a lot to say about this um, considering it's my team right now. Um, well, firstly, I'd like to give credit to Brighton. I think they played a great game. More or less followed the uh, the blueprint uh, that was set out by Brighton uh, not so long ago. So normally a bit more attacking minded team, but I feel like they got their tactics spot on in terms of getting the results. So credit to Brighton in regards to that. But Liverpool itself, to be fair, I'll start from the starting lineup. I think Klopp may have picked the wrong team in my opinion. I I personally would not have started Milner. Uh, in the starting lineup, as he's played three games in a row in a short space of, I believe, nine to ten days. Um, for a player of his age, and um, well, more or less his age, really, isn't it? It's too much for him at at this stage of his career. So, I probably would have refreshed the midfield a little bit, and maybe put Jones in the team, as he hasn't started in quite a while. But whenever he has come on from the bench, he's made a great impact. So, I think that would have been the right choice for the team and also playing Shakiri as the number 10 so sometimes it does work I feel like when he plays centrally it's probably more suited for when we need an impact sub but to start the game and also play Firmino it's, they they seem to be getting in the way of each other during the game so I think that didn't work in my opinion uh, but overall the game we started poorly we didn't play to our full strength at all. It kind of felt like deja vu in regards to the Burnley game and the other games that we drew in, in the month of January. So really, really disappointing, to be fair. I think one of the criticisms I have for Klopp this season is his choices of substitution and possibly the timing of these substitutions as well. Uh, and this game was no different. Oxley chamberlain came on. For me, it didn't make much of an impact. There was one or two moments where he did try to uh, run with the ball and possibly take a couple of shots, but it didn't really pan out. Origi, for me, makes zero impact whenever he comes on for Liverpool. Uh, I'm so surprised in terms of why he's still, why he's still at the club, uh, considering we just loaned out Minamino to Southampton, which for me, you know, I, I understand a lot of fans probably haven't been impressed in terms of Minamino's form, but I feel like this team, especially the way we played the other day, we lacked intensity in terms of how we were set up. And he would have probably brought that into the team. I'm not saying he was going to get the match win or anything like that. But he was done a lot more than what Origi did. Origi, for me, did zero. Didn't do anything at all whatsoever. And I think it's a big mistake, again, from the club to loan out an attacking player at this stage of the season where I think we're probably fortunate right now that our attackers haven't been injured that much. Unfortunately, Mane was injured just before the game. But at this stage, we need every member of the team right now. So I don't think that was the right decision to loan out Minamino. Um, so I've been quite disappointed in terms of Klopp's substitution choices as, as of recent weeks. And I feel like, you know, as much as I love Klopp, you have to kind of be honest as well and analyse his performance as a manager. And I don't think he's he's made the right choices. Um, I hope I'm hoping he has... A better selection in terms of the starting lineup for the game against Man City over the weekend, which I'll probably speak about more detail later on. 
But I think for me as, as well, in terms of Henderson playing centre-back, which at this stage is probably the right reason. But I feel like maybe the new signing Davis could have come on, even if it's for 10, 20 minutes, just to get used to of playing uh, for the team and getting used to how everyone is around him. Uh, I don't think it would have been any harm in doing that at all. But yeah, it's just been it's just been such a weird... It was a weird fixture because last two games we won and we were people thinking, oh, maybe we're coming back to form. But it just hasn't hasn't worked out like that. We're very hit and miss right now. Uh, and it's quite <laughs> quite disappointing to see. And as a fan, we, we don't know what to expect when we watch Liverpool play. So, yeah, it's, it's such a strange one. For Mino as well, I feel like... I know we all say he's like the cog of our team, but his influence is far greater than people think. This game was proof of that because in other games, in the last two games, for example, he played really well and then the team just seemed to function. This game, he was really poor as well and we just couldn't attack whatsoever. Um, Salah, for me as well, started off the game really well. I, I, I think he should have scored that first chance that he got. The second one that he had where Trent fizzed in across from the right-hand side um, maybe he should have finished it, but I don't think it was as easy of a chance as the first one. I think the first one was sort of bread and butter and he scored something like that quite similarly against uh, <clears throat> last week as well. So, yeah, it's it's just been a very, very disappointing um, as a Liverpool fan right now. And I have to be honest, I you know, this might seem reactionary, but I feel like the club has to make a number of changes in the summer. I'm not going to pin out who those players are at, at right now. Um, I will probably do that later on the season. But it's it's just been where well, I feel like the last few transfer windows, we just haven't strengthened. Um, you can go back to history where you see the, the so-called United um, teams and the Chelsea's, and they would always strengthen every summer, regardless if they won a league or how many trophies they've won. And I don't feel like Liverpool have taken that to their advantage. So... And obviously, with our injury crisis, you know, it's still... We pretty much have had an injury crisis since Van Dijk has been injured. And it's not just the defence. It's the midfield, it's the attackers. Alisson was uh, was ill early on this week. Mane couldn't start. Keita's been in and out of the team. I'm not quite sure as to why he's not available. There's so many questions. So many questions, to be honest with you. But it's unfortunate this year, because we've had such a long injury list in our squad... We've had to play the squad players more than they would have played normally as they would have been playing more of a bit part role. Uh, so that's been a difference where I know everyone is saying that, oh, this player, that player isn't Liverpool quality. But if we had a full uh, fit squad, they wouldn't have to have contributed that much this season. So so I'll be first to know, I, don't, I think the title race is over. Um, as optimistic as a fan I am, I don't see it happening. Even if we beat Man City this Sunday, I don't think it's going to be for us. And I'll be honest with you, if we do get top four, it's a fantastic achievement. Um, considering the, our injury crisis, um, you have to regard it as a success. Just think of all the other teams. If they didn't have their three centre-backs, would they do as well as Liverpool right now? Arguably, no. And that's the truth of it. So I'll be happy with top four finish personally. And then we can go on from summer onwards and rebuild and take it from there. So the next five fixtures for Liverpool are City, Leicester, Everton, Sheffield United and Fulham. Now the first three on paper sound really difficult, but those are the games I feel like we can actually get points because 
the teams that actually like to play football. The teams that I worry about is Sheffield United and Fulham. So our record this season, we've only gained seven points in 21 possible uh, points available, which is ridiculous stat, to be honest with you. And it just shows that we're very we're struggling to beat teams that park the bus. As simple as that. Simple as that. Um, so yeah, we'll see how the week pans out. But yeah, I'm I'm not having too much confidence regarding that, to be honest with you. So on to the next match, which I guess is probably the the highlight of the week, is Manchester United versus Southampton. Now, let's just speak the obvious right now. What a ridiculous challenge by Jankovic on his, I believe it was his first start for the team. Um, I was made aware of him by a, a good friend of mine who's a Southampton fan that, you know, look out for this player, he'll do well. And yeah, I certainly he certainly caught my attention in the first minute. Absolutely ridiculous challenge on McTominay there. Um, no arguments about it being a red or not. You can see the stud marks on uh, McTominay's thigh. And to, to do that in the first minute, it's just naive from the player. I guess it was a rush of blood in terms of trying to make an impression, but that wasn't the right way to go. And unfortunately for Southampton, that pretty much ruined the game, I think, for them in terms of attacking because obviously the mindset would have gone low and they were already facing such an injury crisis themselves. So I believe most of the bench were reserve players. So they weren't able to mount any kind of challenge whatsoever or make changes further down the line in the game. Um, so, yeah, obviously not a great, great result for them as it's probably reminiscent of their 9-0 defeat last year against uh, Leicester as well. But some good goals for Manchester United there. Um, one Bissaka on the score sheet, Rashford, Bednarek on goal. Bednarek I'll speak about in a second as well. Cavani, Martial, McTominay, Bruno, Martial again, and James as well. So, yeah, regarding Bednarek, firstly, ridiculous um, red card decision by uh, Michael Dean, who just seems to love the spotlight, love this, loves to be centre of attention. Uh, ridiculous official, in my opinion, and I'm being brutally honest. Uh, that was clearly a dive by Martial, and he seems to get away with it a lot of times. And it's just disappointing to see that officials can't see that at all. Um, and it's quite evident that it was a dive because Bednarek has now, um, his suspension has now been uplifted. So why hasn't Martial been punished in this situation? Uh, so for me, VAR, FA, all of that, all that official, whatever you want to call them, are ruining the game. And that's how I see it. And this is not because it's against a rival team of mine of Manchester United. It's the league in general. Um, I've spoken to a lot of fans online and they've said to me that, oh, I don't watch the games like I used to. Um, I've kind of lost the love for the game because they're watching the games and it's been ruined by VAR decisions or refereeing decisions where... For example, they'll go to the screen and have a look and still make the wrong decisions. And then the next day, the FA will overturn red cards and all that sort of stuff. And it's just, what's the point of having this technology if you're not going to make the right decisions at the right time? So, yeah, for me, it's just a disappointment in regards to the official officials during that game. But credit to Manchester United, another great win for them. Um, you can see the confidence breathing as soon as they got a few goals in the first half and it's probably helped the team throughout so you've got both fullbacks getting a couple of assists each um 
which is probably an area I feel like they should probably use a little bit more in terms of uh, stretching teams and trying to create from the uh, from the flanks. But no credit due to Manchester United, great win for them, and it puts them into great spirit for the next fixture. And I believe that's against Everton. So we'll see how that pans out for them. The next game, Wolves against Arsenal. This was quite an exciting game to watch, actually. Um, Arsenal started really well. Saka very unluckily hit the post in the first minute. And then you've got Pepe as well, who hit the bar after a great run from Smith Rowe. Uh, the goal itself was from Pepe, um, who was quite fortunate in terms of getting his um, getting around two players, um, but a fantastic finish with his right foot. I feel like he's found his position in the team now. So forget the price tag because I feel like I'm, I'm sure Arsenal fans will agree with me. Ridiculously overpriced in terms of what you paid for the player. But I feel like he can offer a lot to the team. So he predominantly used on the right-hand side. But I feel like it's not his natural position. as he, When he seems to cut in, he doesn't quite know what to do with the ball. Whereas playing on the left-hand side, it's just natural to him. He knows exactly what he needs to do. And he's got he's got a bit of a right foot if he's scoring goals like that. So, so I think that's a that will be his position for the team. And I feel like he can really cement it and make his own for the team. To be honest with you, so obviously you've still got Aubameyang to come, but Aubameyang probably likes to lead the line from as a centre forward position. So, no, oh, fantastic, fantastic goal from Pepe there. The red card. So very unlucky for David Luiz. I feel like it was very harsh red card. As you can see in the replays, he more or less tripped himself. And uh, the striker, uh, William Jose, um, did feel a touch and then dived or simulated, however you want to phrase it. Um, and unfortunately, this was not overturned. So Benarek's red card was overturned, but this wasn't. So I've been saying this all season regarding consistency from the officials. It's not there. It's on, on the pitch and off the pitch is not there. So something needs to be looked onto because I feel like as a league, we're a bit of a joke in terms of how we're officiating our games. And it's just embarrassing, to be honest with you. Um, so the penalty itself, fantastic finish by Neves, who's really good at penalties and set pieces. Uh, Moutinho scoring the second goal for Wolves. Fantastic hit from him, posting in. Um, I'm used to seeing him score goals like that in the past for Portugal and Monaco as well. So we all know he's got that in his locker. But another weird one was Leno's red card, actually. The handball outside of the era. Definitely right decision. I don't know what he was thinking. I feel like he was stuck in several minds in terms of what to do when the ball came towards him. So, yeah, very weird decision from his part there. But great win for Wolves. I believe they're 14th in the league. So they have dropped down. Um not sure why. I think probably just not a consistent run for the team. I feel like they have missed the presence of Jimenez in, this, in the team as well. So, so good for them. Um, their next fixture is against Leicester, so that would be a tricky encounter. But confidence are high, so maybe they'll do well against Leicester there. Next game, Burnley against Man City. I, I don't think, even though it was an away fixture for Man City, I, I don't think a victory was in question. Pope, Nick Pope, I just find funny because Whenever he plays against Liverpool, he's 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 like Neuer. He just does unbelievable saves. And whenever I see him play against Man City, it just seems to roll over for them. And the first the first goal was just an awful save on his part um, from a Gundogan shot. And Jesus finished it from the rebound. Simple, simple as that, to be fair. And then the second goal as well, Gundogan with a great cross. And Sterling, simple tapping. Gundogan, for me, is just that star player right now for Man City. 
and you can't you, they're not even missing Kevin De Bruyne right now so that's how much of an impact he's making within that team so credit to Man City I feel like they're just not going to drop points this this season even if they were to lose to Man uh, to Liverpool this Sunday that would be the only points they drop in my opinion I feel like they're so strong right now uh, reminiscent of the 2018-19 team where they just seem unplayable um so a worrying time for the rivals I would say but as a neutral, I guess all you can do is admire their football and the way they're playing. So credit to Manchester City there. The next game, Tottenham versus Chelsea. So there was a big build-up with it being a London derby um, and the t- two teams, especially the fan bases, don't get along with each other. Uh, it started off where Chelsea could have taken a lead straight away um, in literally the opening seconds. But when uh, unfortunately not in good form, uh, headed over the bar, you just can't seem to buy a goal, unfortunately. But you know, with Tuchel and the team, maybe tactics can be played towards his strength um, as a player and maybe he'll get some few goals as time goes on. The penalty itself that was given uh, for Chelsea, reckless tackle by Eric Dion when I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, being on, lying on the floor and kicking kicking uh, Werner, I believe it was, onto the ground, just a ridiculous decision from him. Uh, no skip or no jump for Jorginho in terms of his penalty there. Kept it simple and just smashed the ball bottom corner to take the lead for the team. So, fantastic penalty there. Tottenham could have equalised towards the end where Vinicius had a great chance uh, from across, but just headed right. I feel like he should have scored. He was in such a great position. He had such a great leap as well. He just needed to be guided into the box. So, so yeah, disappointing for Tottenham fans. Tottenham fans, I'd love to hear from you because I've I've seen a lot of Jose out trending on Twitter. Let me know how you feel about the team because I do understand that you're going through a bad patch, but is that the answer to get rid of the manager at this stage? Um, are you that fed up with the way the team is playing in terms of the football? Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you guys. But two out of three wins for Tuchel. Uh, so a great start for the new Chelsea manager there. So we'll see how his season pans out there. Um, so another review is the Aston Villa versus West Ham game. West Ham are just on fire right now. They gave the debut to uh, Lingard. So, fantastic debuts. Scored two goals. But if I'm brutally honest, um, I've been hyping this player all season and he's let me down. Martinez, the goalkeeper, should have saved those two shots from Lingard. Poor goalkeeper, in my opinion. But credit where credit's due, to be honest with you. Ben Rama had a great game for West Ham. Uh, Fred a free ball to Susek and Susek smashed it in bottom corner. He's just literally been a fantastic signing. Well, not for this season, as in last season as well. Fantastic signing for West Ham and can't stop scoring. So um, a good source of goals to have from midfield where you don't rely on your attackers as much. And then the second goal, Antonio uh, lost the ball to Lingard, uh, hits his left foot, goes to, into the back of the net. Goalkeeper, like I said, goalkeeper should have done better. So I'm really disappointed with there. Uh, so the Aston Villa goal, great play by Grealish um, and Watkins. And Watkins was able to produce a nice finish on the right-hand side. And then Antonio again. So it's good to see Antonio back in the team um, after a long layoff uh, with his injury. And you can see how vital he is in terms of how they play. And since he's come back from injury, he's just literally gone straight through the wall and he's just making all sorts of havoc for the oppositions. Uh, and this game, he didn't score, but he definitely made his presence felt. And uh, Lingard had another shot on goal. 
goalkeeper should have saved it again. But look, I'm pleased for Lingard because he's been going through such a difficult time personally. And on the pitch, he's not had as many minutes as he would have liked. So it's good to see him back in action. Um, and I think he'll definitely help West Ham in terms of how the season pans out. So, no, credit due to uh, Lingard um, and a great win for West Ham. So they're fifth in the league right now, but only two points behind Ch- uh, Liverpool. So, yeah, fantastic, fantastic from them. So I'll quickly do my team of the week, which is something I, I like to do every week, part of my segment here. So, so this is my team of the week. So in goal, I've got Olsen for Everton. So backup goalkeeper, I, I believe Pickford caught an injury and was unable to play in the fixture. But he made numerous saves throughout that throughout the, the game. And I feel like he, he got the points for Everton. So that's why I've got him selected in my team of the week. My two fullbacks, you've got Luke Shaw, Wan-Bissaka. Both had a couple of assists. Wan-Bissaka was also on the score sheet. So I couldn't disregard them and not add them to the team. So that's why they're there. Webster, for me, had a phenomenal game against Liverpool. He was literally the rock in that team where we couldn't, we couldn't get the ball past him. He was just unbelievable. Um, there were a couple other players. So Burns had a good game as well. But for me, Webster really stood out. So credit to him. And my midfield, pretty much speaks for itself. Gundogan as well, assisting for the team, really helping the team they're leading up from midfield and getting an assist, but also goals over the last few weeks. So he's been in fantastic form. Moutinho as well, fantastic goal. That was a clutch moment for me of the week where I feel like it was one of the best goals uh, produced during match week 22. Um, Bruno Fernandes as well scored against uh, Southampton, but another consistent performance from him as well. Madison, again, on the score sheet, but really making his presence feel in, in that Leicester team and everything just goes around him. And even though they're not playing with uh, Vardy right now, they're still he's still providing that great spark and the team are finishing really well. So credit to Madison. I think he's been one of the top performers this season. My front three, Pepe scored his goal as well. Fantastic goal. Unlucky not to be not to to win the game, but nevertheless had a great performance individually. Marshall had a couple goals as well. Maybe could have actually gone hat trick. Uh, unlucky with his one of his shots where he was on the left hand side, tried to dink it and it just went wide. Uh, so probably should have got his hat trick, but I, I say he's quite unlucky there. So that's why he's in my team of the week. And Lingard, so fantastic debut. Two goals for his team. And yeah, had a great performance overall. So at least this team shows you that I'm not biased. I have got United players in there, so no agenda there whatsoever. So we can quickly do an FPL roundup. No more transfers now, so I won't be talking too much about transfers coming up anytime soon. So FPL, how did I do? I got 69 points, which... Isn't too bad, um, but I'm still trying to keep up with you guys in regards to the league. But there was w- one person who had a fantastic week, and their name is Adri Kara. So Adri Kara had 102 points, <laughs> which was phenomenal. So well done to Adri. That's a great point, <laughs> great point story that you got for this week. So let's see how your rest of the season pans out. Uh, before we conclude the show, I'd like to speak about a couple of big games coming up um, this week. So Liverpool, Man City, the big, big game of the week. But Liverpool is so inconsistent right now. This is literally how I feel about the team. 
in terms of how they're playing. Good sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> that is literally how Liverpool have been this season. So I'm not, I don't have a lot of high hopes regarding how they'll play. Um, I know a lot of fans are a bit more optimistic because we tend to play better against a bigger team, which is true. I'm not going to deny that. But I feel like we're in such a bad patch that I, I don't have a lot of confidence. My mood might change depending on the team selection as well. So there are rumours that Alisson may return to the team as well as Mane. Um, I'd love to see one of the new centre-backs play as well. So Kabak has been, uh, I believe he's received his international clearance so he can make his debut this weekend. Is it too soon to put him in a team? I think it is, but at this stage, we need Henderson to play midfield. So whether it's Davis or Kabak, I feel like one of them should make their debut. I believe Fabinho will be returning as well, but he will be slotted in straight to defence. He's a centre-back for the rest of the season, so I don't feel like he should be playing in midfield um, as we really need him, to be honest with you. Um, if I was to make a prediction, I, th I think Liverpool lose, and I'm being brutally honest there. I think Man City will win 2-0. I think they're in such great form. I, I don't see us stopping them whatsoever. So as much as that hurts to say, I, I just don't see it happening. And the other game is Manchester United versus Everton. So this is a tricky, tricky game for United as Everton have slowly picked up form. But coming off a 9-0 win in the last few days, confidence must be sky high. So I'll have to give this as a 2-1 uh, victory to Manchester United. I think Everton will cause them trouble throughout the game. But I definitely feel like Manchester United with the confidence that they have, will have it in their locker to to conclude and win the game. So, yeah, a lot of interesting games this week. Um, so we'll ha see how, how it pans out, as I'm sure will have an impact on the top four. And in regards to Everton as well, so something I just realised when I was watching, when I was looking at the Premier League table, is that they have two games in hand. So if they were to win two games, they could literally surpass <laughs> Liverpool in the league. So... For me, it has to be a thing where I can't, I can't let Everton overtake Liverpool in the league. That would just be the end of us as a fan base. Where we're never going to hear the end of it from from Everton. Just received a comment from Ayan Farman, bro, big fan. Thank you very much. Really appreciate your support, Ayan. Uh, that means a lot to me. Uh, but that wraps us up for today. Uh, so thank you for listening, guys. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We'll be back early next week. Uh, to review match match week 23 um hopefully get some good wins i'm praying for liverpool winning though i predicted they'll lose but you know i predicted tottenham were going to beat liverpool and i was wrong there so i'm i'm hoping to be wrong again uh, but yeah so that wraps us up for today thank you for listening and i shall see you guys very soon take care